talking to my dear friend Joseph, who is a marketing guru. He's going to be sharing a lot of useful tips and also his top secrets that he uses to create amazing content that his audience loves, that you can literally copy his formula and create a content so easily where your audience is going to love you. And also, he's going to be sharing some of the greatest and powerful tips that I have known up until now where you can create an unforgettable business brand like Nike. I don't know about you, but that was pretty exciting stuff when I listened to this. And I was when I implement some of these things already, I'm like, wow, the response that I'm getting is amazing. And also, he's going to be staring if get ready for this really powerful and i cannot visit this enough very powerful marketing strategies that once you implement them you're gonna be like holy cow you're gonna be blown away so how about you but i'm super excited to share this podcast with you i hope you enjoy it and if you do please share it with your friends Welcome to Mark Mar Show, where myself and other industry leaders who I talk to to help you take your business to the next level. In the show, you're going to find a lot of helpful tips and tricks that you can utilize in your business. That way you can take it to the next level. So without any further ado, let's get right to it, where I'm going to be sharing a lot of valuable information with you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this podcast. I have, my name is Mark Kumar, and today we have Joseph here, who is a social media strategist. He's going to help you with all your social media questions that you may potentially have. So, Joseph, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on my podcast. And please introduce yourself and a little bit about yourself, and then we can take the conversation from there, and let's have some fun. Awesome. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on your podcast. I've been you know, having my eye on your show for a very long time. So it's a yeah, pleasure to be here. So um, my name is Joseph Rebelli. I am a marketing strategist, um, podcaster as well, content creator. And, you know, um, I started my journey around um, two years ago. I come from a background in sales, business development, and account management. I work internationally for some big organizations um, in the luxury industry, and I was working between the UK and the Middle East. And I was looking after the development of businesses, um, you know, overseas, and my um, expertise was really more about sales. However, my background in, in studies is in marketing. And I always been passionate about photography, fashion, and travel. And you know, I've been um, really into Instagram from early stages, and I've been posting everything about my, you know, fashion passion, but also my travel and my trips around the world. I travel quite a lot. I am originally from Italy, but I live in London. And you know, I started to kind of create a little community out there, and. I started to um, work on my profile um, very, very religiously. And two years ago, I decided to really implement everything I learned in my uh, corporate job and take that lead and open my own business. So now I am, you know, an influencer marketing coach, um, marketing strategist. So I help small businesses and young entrepreneurs to really discover and empower um, and embrace their zone of genius when it comes to digital. So to really take their brands online and to work on social media strategically and in a very purposeful and profitable way. Awesome, Joseph. That's amazing. I'm glad to hear that you also at one point in time were in photography because one of my businesses were also in photography, wedding and portrait photography. So this is going to be a blast talking to you about this as an example for photography business. Yeah. What kind of photography did you used to do? Well, I used to, well, when I was in Italy, I used to model. Uh, we're talking about um, 10 years ago. Okay. Um, to, I used to be a um, photography model, not, unfortunately, not a catwalk model because I'm too short. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, um, not that well, but yeah, photography was good because nobody can see how tall you are. Right. <laughs> so that right, was exactly. Um, yeah, but I love photography in the sense that I like, I'm a very big fan of black and white. Um, in fact, uh, one of the main um, 
style, if you will, that mm -hmm. uh, really has been successful on my content when it comes to my social media was really playing with three colors. I am very much of a monochromatic person. I don't use more than three colors ever when it comes to photography, when it comes to outfit, when it comes to anything. So um, la at the beginning of the year, I was posting these pictures that were black and white, but there was always something red. And, you know, that was kind of a color scheme of my brand at the beginning. Now um, we are in the process of rebranding and the color are different. So now it's pink, white and blue. But, you know, it was really interesting how you really can make something very unique by just posting a simple picture, but just get that detail out there that is kind of making you um, kind of like a signature, if you will. So it was really, really cool how just tweaking a couple of pictures and adding them in a certain way really made a huge difference in my growth. So it was really cool. Awesome. Glad to hear that. So let's just say if I am a photographer, right, and I'm a brand new photographer and I come to you, Joseph, I need help getting my name out there in terms of social media. So what is Step one, would you ask me or tell me to do or can you do it for me? So how does that process work when the clients come to you like, hey, I'm a photographer. My name is Mark Kumar. What do I do? Right. So this is actually a very good question because this is something that, um, you know, I face each and every day. So um, I would say the first question I will ask you is uh, what kind of photography do you do? What's your niche in terms of, you know, who are you speaking to and what kind of problem are you solving? And Let, there is a way I say that. Yeah, carry on, sorry. I was gonna say, let's just say I'm a portrait photographer, right. hypothetically speaking. So I would say um, to analyze um, your picture and understand um, what could be your ideal competitor and really understand what your competitor is doing and try to tailor strategy that is able to showcase your talent, your expertise and your work in the most, um, you know, in the most big way, if you will. Because, you know, the problem is sometimes, um, especially on Instagram, it's a very visual platform. Because it's visual, uh, you want to come out with something that is kind of standing out. So as I said before, my case was the black and white and red. So you want to find a way, a signature style of portrait, if you will, and really work on that. And in that way, my job would be to um, tailor a strategy for you. So tell you what to post, how to post it, and really try to understand uh, what language your ideal client is speaking and start to speak on your social media with a particular language. What do I mean by that? I mean, writing captions in a certain way, using certain hashtag that helps you to find your ideal customer and really, you know, focus not on how many likes you have, but more of how much value you are delivering. And the value is what is going to take, you know, out of 10 people, seven will interact with these seven could be your potential pay paying customer and convert them into you know uh, a potential client that you can work with and this okay. is where I this all right so uh, hypothetical speaking right so you tell me what do i need to post whatever so is there a specific time frame that is highly in terms of social media goes let's just say instagram very specifically the time frame that is like from eight to four or eight to 10 is like more people are going to interact with you or what is your experience has been working with different clients? Mm, right. So this is a very good question. So, um, the time is definitely a key point. Each and every profile is different. Reason why is because we don't all have the same audience. Everybody has a different audience and everybody has a different uh, place where this audience comes from. So, answer to your question, you can actually check whether you have a creator profile or a business profile. You can check on your insights over on Instagram the best time to post. However, the best way to do that, I would say, is downloading an app called uh, When to Post. This is actually the name. And it tells you based on your profile the best timing and it gives you a few options. Um, so normally I will say on a statistics is normally 6 p.m., 9 p.m. And, and 3 p.m. So um, in the afternoon and evening is the best. But, you know, so many people 
for instance, some of my clients really post in the morning and the best time is 11 o'clock. So it really depends where your audience is located. Okay. So let's just say if I'm a busy professional, right? And when I first started my business, I'm doing by myself and I'm just trying to make ends meet. And then later on, let's say two, three years from now, I have a business that's growing. Now, I don't really have time to post on Instagram, on any social media. So is there automated processes a person can follow or say, hey, I'm going to set myself a schedule on Sundays and my schedule out for the whole week. Is that something available on Instagram? Yes, indeed. So you can definitely plan your post. I tend to plan my content as well. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily plan it in the sense that I don't, I plan already the captions. I write all my caption on my notes and then I try to find content in terms of picture or as there is related to those captions. So that's my strategy. Okay. Example, so you- let's say you are someone that doesn't really have time to do the posting at 6 PM or whatever. You can use certain apps that are, um, you know, um, helping you to post so for example a very popular one is called plan p-l-a-n-n and that's a very good one it doesn't only tell you when to post and you know also set your time to post product and content but also it tells you which hashtags are performing best on your profile based on what you post in the past so that's very good because it kind of you know helps you to track what you're doing and if you are using the right strategy so that's a good one otherwise if you want to do it within instagram you can actually save your post on draft and then go back to instagram when is the right time and just click share um you can unfortunately uh post automatically from instagram you to use a third app which is why plan is really good but there is another one which is called schedule as well and that's a very good one too okay cool so all the different clients that you so far have worked with what are two of the common things that you see a pattern that everybody asks for in your experience right so um everyone is concerned about followers um i was um Followers and consistency, I would say. So followers because followers are kind of a currency over on Instagram, right? So the more followers you have, the better your brand looks. However, what uh, it's really um, thankfully changing is people are starting to understand that, you know, it's important not about how many followers you have. And this is something I always say. It's like, you know, you can have 2 million people that don't know who you are. You can have 200,000 that actually buy from you. And this is what brings, you know, it's what it's, you know, it's really up to what you want to do over on Instagram or on social media in general. So if you're using, um, if you're using Instagram as a, you know, as a new revenue stream, that's a very good way. So that's where I would say, be careful who follows you and just ensure that they are your ideal client. If it's just for brand awareness, I will say you don't have any interest of creating a new revenue, a revenue stream over on Instagram, which I really find unlikely. Uh, I would say just, you know, followers are not important. Another thing that is a problem is consistency. People pretend to grow their page without posting. And that's something that unfortunately I see very often. Uh, they post every three months and then they wonder why it's not happening. Um, you don't have to post on the feed every day. You can show up on stories, which is what I recommend to do with people that are busy. Ensure that you post a little video. You pick a topic each and every day. Uh, it can be a minute video. You post it every day. You can do a client of mine prepares and plan the content. She does a 10 minutes content and she posts a minute a day and it's 10 days worth of content only for stories and this is really good you know um and it's only you can post three times a week on feed and every day on stories this is what i will say to do the reason why i say to post on the feed is because the feed um is the static post that we know um, and that's where you generate impressions impressions is how many times 
your post scene. And the more impressions you create is based on how many times you post on a static post or an IGTV or a video, whatever it could be, that is not stories. Um, so impressions helps your content to uh, get seen. And this is where you grow. So the more you post on feed, the more impressions you create. But a very good way to tweak that is to really alternate story and feed and use them strategically together. And also, you don't want to use the same content. You want to post the very branded side of your business on your feed. So have the right look, have the right colors, have the right you know um, branding out there. And on stories, this is where you can uh, you know show more the behind the scene or also maybe more of the kind of you. So be more authentic and tell the story behind your brand. Right. So that's great. So in your expertise, in your expert opinion, do you feel like posting a video, you will get add more value to your ideal clients or an image or both of them? Does the, or which one will be perceived more valuable? Right. So it's funny because Instagram was supposed to be only photo, but this is not the way the content and the platform is going. So, right. um, Instagram is definitely pushing more video content at the moment. So I would say if you want to grow your page in a very quick way in 2020, just ensure that you show up your face on IGTV. And why, the reason why I say your face is because people buy stories, they don't buy products. There are thousands of companies that do t-shirts, but the one that has a story behind it is the one that sells, right? So, right. And what people want to know is to really have that connection uh, the authentic connection with the brand and the authentic connection comes from people because people are people, right? So, um, you know, you want to see what's behind that brand. Who is the person that created, why this, this person created and what was the reason behind it? This is what people buy. They buy the story. And you know, the best way to do that is show on camera show on video and video definitely engage more for two reasons. First of all, because it's emotion that you see. It's visualizing and manifesting what you want to communicate. But at the same time, on a more um, you know strategic point of view, um, algorithm-wise, um, the IGTV get pushed by Instagram for 24 hours on content, whether the static photo get pushed for only three hours. So meaning that your followers are more likely to see your video for longer because you generate a view over on Instagram after only one and a half second that you click on the, on the video. So meaning that if I'm scrolling, I'm already giving a view to the person. And with that being said, the content stays on the algorithm longer. It's like being on a wheel. It's like mm -hmm. the more you see this wheel going around, uh, if I stay still and the wheel keeps going, there are more chances that I see this wheel run, uh, you know, spinning instead of just, you know, being from very far away and try to kind of see where the wheel is. Right. Wow. I was, I'm really surprised to hear that video has 24 hours compared to images. Yeah. Like shocking. Like, wow. <laughs> and the reason why is because, um, you know, um, there are certain things that Instagram does strategically, and so is Facebook. The reason why this platform uh, have, are doing this is because the, the goal of Facebook and Instagram people is not to let you go away from the platform. So the more time you consume content, the better it's for them because they can push more advertising. So, you know, if I do a video on IGTV, IGTV video can be from two minutes to 20 minutes, I believe. So, you know... That means that that person sticks on the platform for 20 minutes to watch the video. It's the same concept that YouTube has. Obviously, YouTube is not Facebook, it's Google, so it's slightly different. Um, YouTube is mainly a video platform, so it's a little different, and which is why on Instagram, um, video content is more uh, popular at the moment because they are trying to compete and create some tools that are a little bit more advanced than YouTube. And the fact that, you know, um, Instagram is one of the most popular platforms after TikTok. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Yeah, TikTok is the most popular at the moment. Um, but yeah, um, so is the way the is the way to be honest is the pattern that every social media is going to. I would say from now on to 
I would say three years time, I will expect it to be all videos. Wow. Okay. So I'm soaking all this information because it's really helpful. There's some of the things like I didn't even think about it. Like for example, the video part of it, like I thought the pictures would be last longer because they're smaller file size. You know, that's what I'm thinking, but apparently I'm, didn't know you're the expert that's why you're the expert and it's changing every day so you know i was on a um ig live i do content strategies days on my instagram so if you guys want to um know a little bit more you're more than welcome to follow me at joseph rebelli um and it's where i actually have some um very cool um content which is a it's, it's like like a slideshow. So you go on my page and I give you 10 slides where I teach you a topic over social media and I do it every week. So you can actually check it out and it's really useful because I tell you everything from how to write your bio to um, what kind of retain in terms of client to expect when you're posting a picture and you're trying to sell something. So it's really, really useful. Um, you know, and yeah, so this is what I was saying, you know, it's just, I feel, um, Everything is changing. And the thing is, Instagram is the most popular one. And the reason, the reason behind it is because it gives you so many tools. You know, we are talking about a platform that allows people to create businesses from nothing, right? Over just posting a pictures, which I think is mind-blowing um, and amazing. You know, the fact that somebody can, I mean, for example, if you are someone who is thinking of launching a business, this is a little strategy out there for you. Um, you actually go on Instagram story and you can do a complete marketplace research just on Instagram stories. And how do you do that? You're using the stickers and the tools that Instagram gives you. For example, you can ask questions. You can say, oh, you know, would you like my collection to be blue or red? Click left or right. And you already know what kind of collection of t-shirt if you're producing t-shirt to produce. It can be anything. I'm taking t-shirt because it's just simple example. Right. Right. Uh, but for example, you are someone who is trying to um, speak to a certain audience of, let's say, people that want to have um, you know, a fitness brand, right? I interview on my podcast, The Cap of Joe, um, which I do, where, which is where I talk about marketing strategies and digital marketing. I hosted uh, a guy that basically uh, was a personal trainer. So coming from a service providing place, so being a real person every day in the gym, and he basically decided to quit his job and to really talk to a wider audience. So he created an online program where he's basically teaching the same thing, but he's over the screen. So um, he decided to really take that lead and go bigger and upscale and do something different, just using online strategy. And he created this course, which he decided to do only based on what his Instagram followers were telling him. So he obviously had a fitness audience, which was really interested on what he was doing. And he decided to really convert those followers into paying clients and really coach them from all over the world just over on a program so i think he's brilliant here is a quick word from our sponsor for this particular podcast hey there how are you doing today i just want to give you an opportunity to see if your business and services can help our listeners who are entrepreneur and small business owners who are looking to find ways or product or services which will help them streamline their business by saving them time, money, and more importantly, be more profitable. If that's something your business can offer to our listener, you definitely get back to me or get in touch with me where I will share with you how you can sponsor this show. You can go to this URL, which is markkumar.com forward slash contact. There, just fill out a little bit of information about yourself and your business and we'll see if you and i are a perfect fit for this podcast if you we are a good connect then you could definitely sponsor this and i hope to talk to you soon take care all right i want to share something really amazing with you if you have been thinking about getting into podcasts you should definitely take the plunge and go for it and if you have been 
podcasting for a while and your hosting company is giving you a hard time because every time you put out a podcast and you get popular, a lot of people listen to it, a lot of people want to download it. Your hosting company tells you, hey, you need to upgrade to a next available plan in which you have to put out more money out of your pocket. And if you're ready to ditch your current hosting company, you should definitely check out Simple Podcast Cloud. And the reason why you should check out Simple Podcast Cloud is because they offer everything unlimited. You get unlimited shows. You get unlimited episodes. You get unlimited bandwidth. You get unlimited storage. Everything that you want, they have. And I promise you, once you start using them, you're going to be like so glad that you have made the switch. You definitely check them out. Once again, the company name is SimplePodcastCloud.com. Now back to your podcast. Awesome, awesome. Speaking of fitness, because I'm into fitness as well. Like, let's say, um, yeah, sp- I seen your, I seen your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I try to keep fit. You know, with the whole desk job, whatever. So it's really hard. it's great. Thank you. So, how does one go about creating a profile for fitness? Like. Obviously, right, some of the strategies just say post more of a video on your IGTV rather than pictures, whatever. So how does one go about creating a content and how long should the content be? Is there a system or process that you tell your clients how to do that? So um, that's a very good question, actually, because fitness is one of the most popular on social media. And I would say fitness is definitely video. The reason why is because lots of people don't want to hire a personal trainer, but they mainly consume content based on what they want to do in the gym. So doing videos is definitely helpful. Uh, there are so many strategies you can use. For example, a very good one that I coach my ex-personal trainer, funny enough, to use um, he got from 600 to over 20,000 followers um, with his strategy. And he was just basically um, focusing on um, conditional training on feed and focusing on, um, you know, nutrition on stories. And that was brilliant because you kind of want to have the audience engaging with both of the things, right? Because, Stories audience often is not the same audience that you have on feed. And the reason why is because people are not on Instagram every day, maybe. So they just want to see, sometimes if you post on the feed, they're going to see it three days later. If you post it on story, it disappears after 24 hours. So, you know, uh, having, for example, he used to do like meal plan Monday, right? So he used to talk about nutrition each and every Monday and put a sticker where he would say, what are you struggling at the moment with nutrition? What's your biggest uh, wall when it comes to food? What's the, you know, um, what's the problem that you think you're facing the most when it comes to your nutrition? Is the consistency, is it protein-based, is it fat, what is? And, you know, based on the answer that he was getting, he was actually creating content specifically from story. And then that was on a Monday. And on a Tuesday, we we'll post something on IGTV. There was a conditioning training related to the stories that he did the day before. And so, you know, this is something that if you're someone who is trying to lose weight, this is a great strategy you can use. If you haven't checked my story yet, make sure you do so. Do you know what I mean? Can you ensure that you always give them Always tell your audience what you want them to do. If you want them to like that picture, just say, like this picture. If you want them to comment, just say, comment below. Always give them a call to action. Okay, cool. That's, those are great strategies. How do I, if I want to follow your Instagram, what's the, your handle on Instagram? Yeah, of course. So I am Joseph Rebelli. So it's J-O-S-E-P-H-R-U-B-E. L L I. So I am Joseph Rebelli in every platform. I am on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, you name it. It's there. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's that's good also, that you could keep it consistent. Yeah, and also another this is another thing I do. I tend to have the same picture everywhere. So it's okay. easier for people to find it. Um awesome. you know, yeah, so um, and I ensure that it's not from you know from the eighties. <laughs> it's pretty much it's up to date. <laughs> <laughs> okay sounds good because <laughs> some people believe their 80s picture and like oh this is not what you look like now <laughs> I was like, oh yeah no he looks good and yeah but that was like um, nine to an hour time you know 
I'm kidding. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, so Joseph Belly everywhere. And I also host a podcast called A Cup of Joe. Uh, we so, air. So, so let's talk, talk about that podcast. How did you come about doing the podcast? I'm just curious. Right. So I actually have a background in radio um, in my uh, country. I used to be uh, in radio when I was 18. Uh, okay. I used to host a show which was about entertainment and music. And I was one of the youngest talent uh, when it comes to radio show. I was selected by um, a friend of mine that was in a, um, you know, he was working in radio and he invited me over for a laugh, basically, over the show. And he was just like, oh, you know, do you want to come? Over? Uh, I'm looking for a guest. I think it would be fun because you're pretty hilarious. And I was like, thank you. I don't know if, he's enough, you know, if you're offending me or giving me a compliment, but that's fine. I'm going to try. impressed how much we bond and before I knew I had a show myself. So it was brilliant. Um, it was really, really good. Um, I love radio and I always love communication. And, you know, I feel like um, I love to really be able to deliver value to people if I can and really kind of share my expertise and my knowledge and my wisdom in line to help somebody out there that might not have everything figured out because I didn't and I still don't to many, many things. And I feel like the best way to upscale on it, you know, and, you know, uh, improve yourself is to learn from other people, which is why I decided to do a podcast. The reason why I decided to do a podcast is because the podcast is very much a topic um, oriented service. What do I mean by that? It's, you know, people tend to find topics that they're interested and listen to podcasts about that. And, you know, I was really keen to come from a place of um, delivering value in terms of marketing strategies and business, but also not to have the pressure of feel like you are at school. So that's why I decided to call it a cup of Joe. My name is Joseph. So I decided to call it a cup of coffee. Obviously I'm Italian coffee is part of my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So uh, a cup of Joe is uh, at the moment, one of the top rated show in the UK. Um, we've been featured uh, recently in uh, quite a few um, covers when it comes to my show. So I'm really happy that, you know, my message and the, my values that I try to come across are really resonating with my community uh, online. And, you know, it's really amazing because I tend to uh, host people that come from a corporate background and they take that lead and they go to create something different. And I have so many different guests in so many different fields so i have fitness people i for example last week we talk about gdpr and we talk about data protection and what it really takes when do we put an online email, when do we put an email address on a website where this email address go and what do they use it for for example you know um so all these kind of topics and i also pick people that i think um have a really good fit in terms of life story and and kind of have a little bit of a mix and match. But mainly at the moment, I'm talking about uh, social media, digital marketing, and online branding, which is what I get requested the most. Got So how do you go about creating content for your podcast? Not like more like when you interview, like we're doing right now, but if you do, I mean, I don't know if you do or not, but do you just create content just where you're just giving out advice or do you, do you or do you give, do like hosting, like I am interviewing you right now, or do you the mix of two? Right. So I actually, this is a very good question because nobody asked me this ever. Um, so I started off to do it on my own. And when I started the show, I was, I was mainly um, doing podcasting by myself. Then I started to have guests. Um, I have to say, um, due to the last few uh, press um, release that I had, we had quite a lot of requests. So I haven't managed to do another podcast on my own in a very long time, which my community is missing. So I'm going to come out with something about that before Christmas. So that's a little sneak peek for you guys there. Awesome. <laughs> I, when I do content by myself, um, I try to deliver value on a topic that I feel particularly connected with. So, um, you know, it could be, for example, I a very popular, one of the most popular one on my series is when I talk about rejection and when I talk about cyberbullying, um, you know, and that was something that happened personally to me. And I try to be very relatable and I try to kind of relate my personal experience of what's been happening to me and, you know, try to really come up with something that can be helpful for other people out there. Awesome. 
I'm going to ask you something that will be interesting, but a little different than probably nobody else has asked you. Hope that's okay. <laughs> Not too personal though, but <laughs> uh, so when you are creating content, right? Yeah. Obviously you want to talk about something that you're passionate about. That's yeah. given because you have a lot more in, information, but how do you filter out your content in the sense like, okay, this is something I'm really personal about, but also it will help other people because it's like very thin line between like, I'm passionate about it. I want to do it because I'm so emotionally attached to it. Right. And then other uh, on the other side of like, who is this content going to serve or how many people more importantly is going to serve. So how do you differentiate between the two? So say you have 10 topics for four of them are really topic. Then you want to narrow down to one. What's your process for that? I'm just curious. That's a very good question, actually. Well, um, it's interesting because I tend to kind of go uh, with the flow. I'm really lucky because I know very well my audience. Like I know before, they know me very well. Before I post it, they already know what, I, what it's going to be. Uh, okay. But if I am not sure whether this content is going to work or not. I, t- I tend to ask uh, on my stories for example i will go and i will say hi i'm thinking of creating something uh like for example next next year i am launching two new products um in my business i'm launching uh i'm going to be launching a coaching um session so people can coach with me and also i'm going to be launching a membership uh, website and perhaps a course so it's three big things and I didn't know what to prioritize. So what did I do? I just asked what would be more useful for you? What could be more um, helpful um, for you? Would be that a course? Would be that a membership? So that was kind of, you know, the way I do it. And I try to ask what people like to see first. And, you know, sometimes there is content that I am very passionate about and nobody cares, but Right, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, how do you differentiate? Even like, I'm really passionate. I really want to do this. And then, like, I have done it in the past. Like, I put it like two hours and hours of research trying to do this and put it out there, and nobody gives, a sh- nobody cares. Yeah, nobody gives crap. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, let me tell you, this is actually really hilarious because um, there was a video uh, that I posted on my IGTV. Uh, it was I can I deleted all my videos on IGTV three months ago. I had enough, and I was like, "This is not this is rubbish. This is not going anywhere. I literally don't get any view. People are not interested. Let's get rid of it." Right. Exactly. Uh, so I said, "Let's create something and let's have a look." So I created a very cool video, super, um, you know, super well done, super professionally done, very good lightning and everything. Nobody liked it. I created a video where it was basically a video where I, I literally was on my phone, in front of my phone, speaking to the camera, talking about mental health. That video went viral. It got over 21,000 views. That's what I mean. It's like the one that you spent so passionate about, you go above and beyond, it gets crickets. And yes. the, one that you, the one that you use your cell phone with like, zero lighting that goes wild like i don't understand that <laughs> so i and i tell you what this is a very interesting question and especially because it's a topic that i was um actually talking to a client of mine the other day okay. so the key with that is don't think that what you're saying is not right it's probably the way you are communicating is not the language that your customers speak ah, I see. so what can you do about that? You can repurpose the content in a different way. Meaning, sometimes you can speak about mental health in a video, right? Right. Or you can speak mental health in a picture, or you can speak mental health in a blog. I can tell you, you can speak about the same thing in three different ways, but you're going to have three different reactions in three different, three different kind of posts because you're going to attract different people. Because some people read and they don't watch video. For example, another thing that can happen, somebody can, and this is something you always want to ensure, whenever you do a video, make sure you have subtitles because 85% of people that watch social media are at work or on a public transport and they don't have headphones. So they don't listen to what you're saying. Right. Um, so if you put the video and the text, you can read it. So for example, what happened to me, I... Um, did a video where I was talking about limiting beliefs. The video was 
absolutely disgraceful in the sense that my iMovie editing screwed up. So my voice was going all the way. My face was blocked like I had a very bad surgery. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) You can check it out. It's still on my page. I didn't delete it. I was about to delete it. But I still got it there because it got really good engagement. I was like, let's keep it. <laughs> so um, that shows you that sometimes the message is more important than the quality. But yeah, um, it, was a very good, um, it was a very good video in terms of what I was talking about. And the community resonated really well. However, due to my perfectionist self, I was just saying, oh, you know, guys, um, there is an issue with the uploading. So when I upload the video, I was on the tube and basically uh, the internet connection uh, stopped. So he basically uploaded it wrong and he just did not upload it completely. Okay. So the video was rubbish, as I said, but the audio was okay. So I, was, I asked two stories. I was like, guys, do you want me to delete and repost it and make it perfect? Or would you like me to uh, leave it as it is? Everybody was like, leave it. And then... You know, I said, you know what, this is actually a very good message because, you know, everything looks perfect on social media. Well, what I wanted to come across was the message, not really the fact that I look on light or I look on point or whatever. My voice is still there. People still commented. People still resonate with the message. So that's what matters. Sometimes, you know, we are so um, overthinking what we publish that, you know, it's better to get it done than get it perfect. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because you can keep on thinking about it can think about it and nothing has done. It's like, what's the point? So yeah, definitely repurpose the content. If you feel like there is a message that you're really, really passionate about, but you feel like that particular content is not going anywhere. Think about a way that you can repurpose that and repurposing content is look at, for example, a very stupid example, but very relatable Disney, right? Mm-hmm. Disney content for hundred years. What are they doing right now? They are kind of running out of ideas. So what are they doing? They are repurposing classic movie into live action. It's the same story, the same movie, different way of doing it, but still the same base of story. Oh, wow. Never even thought about that. From that point of view, that's interesting. Yeah, because you you can see the same Disney movie 10 years later, it's this life cycle, I guess, is 10 years, five years, whatever. But uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, wow, interesting. Yeah, for example, I watched Lion King, the new version the other day with my partner. And, uh-huh. you know, we were like, we were like, I can't believe we are so engaged with this movie. With this movie. Like, we, we've seen it a thousand times. Like, literally, everybody's seen the Lion King, I think. But the right. fact that, it, you know, they obviously did it on a live action. They, they, the music was the same, but it was something different, right? And I was just like, it's not about what it is, but it's about how they did it. So, for example, let's say you want to come, you want to talk about empowerment and you feel like you don't, sometimes there is a confidence issue, right? People don't feel confident to speak on video and that's okay, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that, you, that your message doesn't have to come across. So you can record an audio, for example, or you can do a very, you can say, you can, test some content on story if that content goes really well try to repurpose that content again in a different format on your on your video tv or whatever or youtube or whatever it is and if it if it goes well again repurpose again on a blog so it's not about creating something new all the time especially because for first of all you're going to feel burnout because realistically at least you're a genius there is it's really, really hard to keep up with new, exciting, engaging, and converting content every day. It's just not possible. Like, right. just you need to kind of be strategic. So, uh, you know, you pick a topic and you try to repurpose. And then there is the seven rule. The seven rule means that people don't resonate with a particular message uh, until they've seen it for seven times. So, um, you might post a video today um, that talks about mental health. But then you might post a picture tomorrow that talks about mental health. You might post about a blog tomorrow or a YouTube video. I can guarantee you all seven content will, re- will relate to different people. It will not be the same person uh, because not everyone sees the same thing at the same time. So you will always have someone that you're talking to. And it's all about how this person is resonating that message and how they are getting it. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Because 
you know, some people like not to go back to the whole picture video thing, whatever. Some people may look at the video like, oh, I really like it because that much is more visual. They want the head, the body language, the tonality, the facial expression, everything else. And where on the other side, the photographer people like, I like the lighting on this picture. So I like this guy more better, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So well, um, to tell, tell me a little bit about the, let's talk about a little bit about this podcasting thing, right? So yeah. you have this podcast, it's going great. So how do you, or not you, but I guess because you're a strategist, how do you advise other people if they have a podcast that they have, how do they go about promoting it? Is there st- yeah. two secrets that you may have? Like, So promoting a podcast is really, um, it's a difficult one because um, you know, um, podcast, it's an audio version thing. So I would say definitely social media, definitely try to create something where you already have, um, try to be as niche, the more niche you can try to be very specific. Like you don't have to talk about the same thing all over again, but you can, uh, for example, a very good strategy is to pick four topics per season. Like I don't do podcasts constantly i do season of podcast so i can, can you explain that a little bit like when you say sure. season because i'm thinking like netflix season i have 10 episodes like is that how exactly. you're thinking so exactly or? how i do it yeah so i do um i did the first season with six episodes um and then i stopped for a few months and i uh, and now i'm coming up with a new season which will be probably six episodes probably a little bit more we'll see and in each and every season i pick four topics that i'm going to be talking about and it doesn't have to be for episode. It can be related to different, to different people, right? So, um, for example, um, in the first season, I really was keen on mental health. And I was really talking about mental health. It was more of a human experience kind of, you know, touch. And I was talking also about cyberbullying and rejection and confidence. It was my topics in the first season. In the new season, it's more strategic. It's more about business. It's more about uh, entrepreneurship, more about empowerment, more about, um, you know, social media and marketing strategists. Uh, so, you know, it is different. You pick four topics per season and, there is a friend of mine. She has a podcast in LA. She's got, uh, it's called the Confidence Crown Podcast and she has a very good strategy as well, very similar to this. Um, so she does seasons of podcasts where she comes out with different topic and she does, I believe, 10 episodes per season. Awesome. That just, uh, like, I was going to ask you what we were talking about just uh, not too long ago about, like, how do you go by picking which niche or, for example, in my case, I am familiar very intimately with three niches, which is the fitness, the photography, fitness, photography, and the web development one. I am very familiar with that, but then I try to explain to some other people who I coach, like, hey, you should be talking about the stuff that you know intimately, because that's what I do. Like, no, 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 no. I just want to pick one. So based on what you were saying, season, you can pick different topics, as long as you stay within the same topic within the season is fine and then come next season it could be a completely different topic related to different yeah. niches yeah and also you can and also because based on and the reason why i do season and the why i feel like it's better for me uh-huh. is because um i do loads of self-development work and i feel like you know for me um there is definitely a time where you just need to stop, recharge, and come back stronger and better. And, you know, I feel like, but case it's a lot of work behind the scene and people don't see it. And, you know, I got to the point where I actually hire a podcast editor for uh, working with me because the editing was kind of burning me out and I was kind of losing the track and you know especially because in the new season we got so many people that wanted to come on the podcast so many people that have a story to tell everybody wants to tell a story and you know it was kind of a way for me i got to the point where i was just like okay great this is amazing but i need to kind of think about a way to be creative productive and at the same time don't feel burned out before i even started because this podcast is not even out yet and i'm already tired of it do you know what i mean so I started to, and this is where automation helps you, right? So I started to have a different strategy in the way I approach guests. So everyone that wants to come in a podcast can come. However, they have a form to fill where they tell me 
everything about themselves. Obviously, not everything, but I don't right. know. With the limitation, of course. Now, the thing is, I asked the questions I was asking on a call, I asked them on a form. So meaning that once a week I go through the forums and, and I see when these people, what these people are talking about. So I ask them who they are, what they do, what they're going to be talking about. And then I ask them to listen to the podcast and re- let me know what episode resonate with the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing that I do, uh, once they've done that, I give them a link and they book themselves for a call and that's already planned on my calendar. And that's literally two minutes for them, two minutes for me to plan it. And it saved me so much more time. And so okay. this is the one way. And then once we record, I do a 25 minutes, 30 minutes interview. And then um, I send it over to my podcast editor that does it in literally a day is ready and then it's ready to be posted. So, um, okay. but I, I pitch and I contact Every one of my guests, personally, um, I always ensure that the person is the right fit for the show. Uh, and also I ensure in terms of sponsor and, you know, sponsor people that like companies and brands that want to be featured on the podcast. I also pitch them myself and I deal with them personally as well. All right. So I just want to pick your brain a little bit about like mental health burning out because apparently you are expert in that industry or that niche, I guess. So yeah. how do you, how do you go about if you start to feel like, Oh my God, this is too much. I feel like burning out. How do you go back to being normal? I guess, lack of a better word. I do. How do you go back to like, I don't want to burn out. Like, you know, when you are feeling normal, you're like happy, yeah. whatever. And then when you burned out, like, are you feeling stressed? Like blah, blah, blah. How do you go back to being normal? Um, so I, it's a very good question. And, you know, I suffer mental health myself. I suffer panic attack and, um, anxiety mm-hmm. and it got really bad over the summer last this year, this year due to some family issues that we had. Um, I was really burning out. I was working too much and I felt like I had so much on my plate and so many, so many projects coming up and, you know, I am a little bit of a, um, addicted to productivity and I really struggled to say no that was happening on my corporate job and it's happening even now that I work for myself because I have nobody to tell me stop to work because I work for me so you know it is really challenging but what I started to do and I think this is what I advise to everyone in the summer uh, this year I took two weeks off any social media completely and I done a completely digital detox. Um, I was not on my phone. I was just with my family, enjoying my friends. I went back to Italy for a bit, enjoying my family, and really kind of, you know, living the moment. Like, for example, going to dinner and not taking the picture of the food, or like things that, you know, they're so stupid to say, but we, they're so soaked in out into our reality, like, right? We do it every day. Like right. we, are, we spend so, like the first thing that somebody does whenever you are in a public transport is taking your phone. Right. Like everybody does it, right? Mm-hmm. So um, when I did that, I came back with a more mindful way of approaching. For example, um. Funny enough, I actually started a new routine with my partner from today. We don't use our phone from nine o'clock in the evening until nine o'clock in the morning. So like we don't use our phone when we have lunch. We don't use our phone when we have dinner. Whenever we are in the house and we are together, the phone is in the other room and we have a conversation. We can watch TV. It's not a problem, but it's not being on social media, especially because work, I spend lots of time on Instagram because of my job. Like most of my most of my work is on Instagram and most of my work is on social media. So obviously what for people becomes a stress relief thing for me, like I go to my Instagram and I get 80, 80 DM or 90 DM to reply or the mentions and people that want you to repost you. And, you know, it gets overwhelming. So I think the trick is to really kind of, you know, take a book, read something not related to your job because that was another mistake I was doing. I was just like stopping on being on social media and then I was buying books about marketing. What a clever idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? It's just like, my husband looked at me and I was like, are you serious? You might as well just go over on Instagram. It's the same thing. You're reading a book about strategy on Instagram. I was like, I know, but at least I'm reading something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it's about balance, you know. Like for me, it's all about, like I really, I really separate a lot now my own time with media time. Like I don't, I will go out with my friends Last year, this time, I would be on my phone posting that we were in this place, posting that we were having this drink, posting that we were having that. And because, and it was just, about, it was just because it was fun, but then it kind of burns you out, right? So um, now I literally use my social media from probably 10 until 7 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock maybe, and that's it. Okay. Yeah, because I think with me and my wife here or anybody with their partner whatever when you are like so in tune into social media or facebook whether it be instagram whatever case might be whatever and then you start to lose the actual the moments that are taking place while you're there like that's just yeah. it's, it's it's sad but at the same time it's interesting as well you know it's like when I, me and my wife go in there we just put our phone down like you said we just put it down we just enjoy each other's company and that's that I tell you something that actually I um, covered on my on my podcast, and it was really about being so connected and so disconnected at the same time. Um, and it's really interesting because um, one of my followers messaged me about a new project that she wanted me to mention on my podcast, and it was about opening her house twice a week and really getting people over for a cup of coffee, people that were strangers. So she would put like, um, an advert on Eventbrite or Facebook or whatever related to her area and neighborhood, wherever she was living. And it was a way to connect and no phone in this meeting were allowed, although they obviously have them, uh, have them outside. It was funny when she messaged me because she, when she said to me, oh, you know, people come to my house and no phone or allowed. I said, what? this is kind of a very, very bad um, crime scene. You know that? I was like, you can't say this to strangers, but they're not allowed. Right, exactly, phone. right. <laughs> 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 then when she explained it better, I was like, okay, then, okay, I'm not mentioning a psycho, just understand it. <laughs> oh, well, I don't think we could do that like a different year. Like, for example, we live in New York, like, hey, come inside. Like, oh, give me your money, give me your TV. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh, do you li- where do you live in New York? Which part? Uh, in Queens, not too far from the city. Like nice. Yeah. I am coming to New York in March. Oh, awesome. That'd be awesome. I mean, you should hang out when you come in. Yes, absolutely. Awesome, man. Thank you. Wow. It's interesting. We just connect and then before you know, we'll be hanging out in March. (laughs) Let me tell you, well, well, I can't say that because um, I'm keeping it quiet at the moment, but there's going to be a big change in my life in terms of where I'm going to be living. So you're probably going to see me more often than you think. (laughs) Awesome. That'd be amazing. Awesome. (laughs) Cool. All right, Joseph. So tell me one more time, if somebody wants to uh, get in touch with you, how would they do that or for, stop with that? So you can um, follow me on Instagram at Joseph Rubelli. Again, J-O-S-E-P-H-R-U-B-E-L-L-I. And you can tune in over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you guys hang out on um, my podcast, which is called A Cap of Joe. I'm, I'm sorry, and here, make sure you... Can you repeat that one more time? It broke up. Yeah, the sure. podcast name? My podcast is called A Cup of Joe. Okay. And you can find it over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you guys hang out. So. Okay. One last question. I promise this will be the last question. <laughs> okay, I'm loving this. You're great. You're great. I'm loving your It's great. <laughs> so if you were to give two advices that will help a business owner or entrepreneur, what would they be to help them get to the next level? So, so first advice would be for a person who started from zero to 10, another one going from 10 to 100. Right. I'm loving this question. So, right. um, so if you're going from zero to 10, um, know your audience, know who you're speaking to, know uh, what problem are you solving. And once you know what problem are you solving, for example, let's say 
you know, sometimes people on Instagram, you say to them, what, what problem you say? Motivation. Motivation is not a problem. Lack of motivation is a problem. So you're solving lack of motivation, right? It's kind of rephrasing and repurposing what, you, what your message is, right? And to really understand and to really attract the right people. Um, if you are from, a ten, what was the other one? From 10 to 100? Yes. Right. So, from ten, let's, so let's say a person's been on a business for one or two years. They kind of know what they need to do, but uh, they want to move forward even further. Right. I would say um, be um, authentic to your to your brand uh, but be also open to new uh, strategies and new opportunity meaning that if there is a channel that doesn't really quite fit uh, with who you are as a, as a brand um, I would say um, consider it and try to really uh, upscale and stretch in a different way simple example many people don't want to sell on Amazon because they feel like they are devaluing their products not thinking that actually Amazon is the best marketplace to be in this day and age because of the fact that everybody has Amazon, everybody uses it. Um, what you can do as a brand, if you don't want to be on Amazon with your premium product, you can come out with a cheap range that you can sell only on Amazon. That's still going to give you a revenue stream, but it still would be, you know, it's a cheaper price point and it's, you know, targeting a different audience. So you still are making a profit, but just in a different way, using a different, you know, channel awesome thank you so much joseph once again it's been a pleasure talking to you i learned a whole lot and hopefully in the near future we'll be seeing each other more often Likewise. <laughs> that will be, be a pleasant uh, experience i am actually inviting you to my podcast where i would love you to share a little more a little bit more about what you do and what you're about uh, and what problem are you solving <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Just to keep that, that, you yeah. relatable to the topic. And also, um, yeah, when I come to New York, maybe we can do an IGTV together. Awesome. That'd be perfect. That'd be amazing. Awesome. Awesome. And thanks a lot once again for being on my podcast. And everybody who is listening to this podcast, definitely go check them out. And once again, last but not least, give where did they can find you again. Joseph Rebelli, J-O-S-E-P-H-R-U-B-E-L-L-I. Over on oh. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you want. You name it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, Joseph. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you awesome. so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. All right.